Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, the audio version of our Facebook Live series, Art Talk Tuesday. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists like you that it is completely possible to make a great career out of this art thing. And if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. This week's episode features wildlife conservation artist Ekaterina Sky. This is another one that I brought on the podcast just selfishly because I wanted to meet her after following her on Instagram for over a year. It sounds kind of creepy, <laughs> but she creates these beautiful, wildly saturated artworks that caught my eye right away. She is Russian currently living in California and about to embark on an amazing journey creating art around the world. She's about to travel to places like Thailand, India, Africa, all while painting and leaving her mark along the way. I see a lot of myself in her and absolutely love getting to talk to another giggly, bubbly girl who's out there doing big things. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Ekaterina Sky. Thank you so much for coming on here. Um, I'm so My excited pleasure. to virtually meet you. Uh, can you <laughs> just kind of start with a little bit of your background and um, just kind of tell us like how you got to where you are as an artist or saying like where you are exactly. I know you're traveling. Right. Uh, okay. So how I became an artist, I think it started all when as a child, my way of talking and expressing myself was through art. So that was my way of talking without actually needing to learn the language. So that's where my love and passion to art started. And I, I loved to take art classes, you know, like as a kid, we all had like dance classes or whatever, but art classes was my favorite class. And I remember every time I would feel sad or alienated or as well, I was bullied a lot as a child. So as in, you know, newbie coming from another country, like I had to kind of find a way to express myself and be myself. And again, art was that for me. And growing up, my family coming from Russian background, they were saying that, no, you cannot do art. You, this is not something that can actually be possible. And you need to have a career that is actually more secure and they can bring more income into your life. So I remember when I was applying to university, I 
one day before the deadline, I called my mom and I was like, listen, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do anything else but art. And she was like, you know what? Then it's okay. Do art, like apply for art school. And I was like, wait a second. All my life you told me I can't. And now you're saying I can. (laughs) And I was confused. So I applied for, in the end, I still went with my first choice for business school. And the second choice was art school. I got accepted to business school. And I remember the first year of my university, I was... I, I, I was lacking that creativity. I was like, I can't do this. I was like, I don't know if I can continue doing it. And I remember my boyfriend at the time, he was like, why don't you just do two at the same time? Why don't you just create a collection? I was like, wait, what do you mean like a collection? He's like, yeah, like just set yourself a goal. And I was like, you are absolutely right. And so I decided to start my first collection and to paint my first animalized um, it was a 12-pieces collection that took me about a year and a half to paint. And I was doing it at the, sa- at the same time as I was studying international business. And I remember when the first time, the first painting that I painted was the, a bear. And my, my dear friend, Julia, she posted it on Facebook. And I remember it got like 600 likes on one of the groups. And we were like, for Facebook, that's a lot. And we were like, okay, there is something to it. And she was like, she was so on board with me and, and she, I'm so grateful to her for really pushing me and being with me along the way. And so, yeah, I, that's, that was kind of like my story summed up in a, in a nutshell. But right now I'm in California. I moved to Los Angeles a year ago mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm about to start my travels in, well, actually I'm now already kind of like back and forth everywhere. So, yeah. Awesome. So where are you traveling to? What are you doing? Okay, so the next next week we are going to San Francisco and then uh, Lake Tahoe and then to Burning Man. And oh. then, yeah, I created an art piece about which I will talk later in your questions because yeah. I know it's like one of the topics I would like to talk about. Okay. Um, yeah, and then after that, Southeast Asia, I think India and Africa, definitely on the list. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I bet. It's so exciting. Um, I, I've also traveled to a lot of different places. And so talking yeah. to anybody that's about to do it, I'm like, oh, tell me all about it later. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and just one question, where are you based? Yeah. I'm where in, are you uh, based? Missouri. Missouri. Uh, Amazing. Missouri, yeah. The, we should meet in person once. <laughs> yes, I, yes, if you're ever coming through the Midwest, please let me know. I'd love to. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so what makes up your typical work day? How many hours do you spend painting? Okay, so that's a very good question. And I will tell you one thing that I don't find that there is every day is the same day, especially for an artist. I find it's impossible to have like a, you know what? I'm going to do every single day this, this and that. I feel like that's for me as an artist, I'm so hectic sometimes you know and like so kind of I wouldn't say necessarily disorganized but there are so many things that I want to do and it's when there is an organization when there's a structure I have a tendency to break it and I think that's when like my creativity strives because it's just something exciting you know it's something that's like oh I broke the structure and now I can do whatever I want and I create whatever I want so but when I am in the studio I think a perfect days for me is that when a before I start working, I have to exercise because then I can put myself into a zone and I know that that energy of movement, I can, I can release and then I can be more focused and I can be more sitting, more, more stationary, basically. 
Um, as well, I find like the main thing for me is I used to I used to open my emails and to do all my like you know little messages and everything before I start painting, yeah. and then I realized that it's not a good idea because sometimes I get carried away and I'm like, oh, let me do like another administrative thing. And, oh, there's this thing that just happened or somebody messages me and there's like, I don't know, for example, a sale didn't pass through, for example, right? And there's this like negative energy sometimes that can get accumulated and I don't necessarily want to take it into my workflow later on. So I've decided for myself to do that after my workday, like after I'm done painting. Because I find it's so important to start painting with a good intention and with good energy that after it's being portrayed into the canvas. Because I believe when somebody brings an art piece to their home, they want to have a positive energy, right? They don't want necessarily to have something that has somewhat of a negative um, energy to it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, but as for a work day, I, the only thing that is very important for me is to work during the daylight. Because um, as much as I try to replace daylight and like I got many different lamps and like LED lights and whatever, nothing could really replace the, the daylight for me because I work in such a colorful, um, um, in such colorful tones that to see the exact tone that I want um, is necessary to have the daylight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah the nothing compares to daylight for sure yeah like absolutely when painting or when when you have like a light on you too when you're like doing a selfie right. or something oh, <laughs> yeah it's true yeah. <laughs> that's when the best things happen yeah yeah <laughs> um so can you walk us through your painting process um is there any techniques you've learned throughout your years okay so i i think uh, talking necessarily about like the painting techniques as they are like on the canvas is quite difficult without showing them, but mm -hmm. I can tell you the, the little things that I find um, helped me a lot to stay more, to have the best outcome that I want. And that of course means to have a good sketch and a good reference. Because I find when I do not prepare a good sketch beforehand, then I'm all over the place. <laughs> and as I said, even though I, I don't like structure and I, I like to kind of like break that, Sometimes having um, a plan of like what exactly is going on to the canvas is good because um, uh, so I'll, I'll kind of tell you what I do. Usually I do take a picture of an, of, a, of an animal if I can. If I can't, then I go through the loads and loads of pictures <coughs> from the internet. And, um, and what I do is that I choose the best ones that I like. And as you've seen all of my paintings, there are animals facing straight forward. And it's very hard to find an animal really looking directly at you, very straightforward and symmetrical, almost impossible. I've never found a picture that is perfectly what I need. So what I do is I digitally manipulate it first and I adjust the proportions of an animal because every animal is almost like a human, right? Like if the nose is a bit like, you know, like you kind of have to have the proportions that will be appealing to aesthetically to human eye. Yeah. So I manipulate the image and then I create a digital sketch. And from that digital sketch, after I create a sketch on a canvas. And as for painting itself, I feel having a base coat is so important. And um, so I kind of divide the paintings into like warm and cold colors. And so that first base layer, whatever is going to be warm colors, I add, for example, light yellow and whatever is colder 
it, it will be a light blue. So even though, you know, sometimes you have this little white that sticks out in between the brush, brush strokes, you know, this annoying white dots. Yeah. That is like, I don't know why for me it's the most annoying thing sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I kind of try to to get rid of it and by creating that base code that after helps me uh, work faster. Um, and the other uh, painting technique I find um, that I recently um, ex uh, recently discovered, which is not something new, but for me, it's I never worked like this before, is basically starting a painting. You know, some, like usually I work by layers, but here I was like, let me try and go from like one corner and finish everything in that corner and just like go like from the top and then like to the bottom. And then like, as you go, like the painting just completes itself. Yeah. That was so good, especially in oil because the paint is still wet. Like you have everything there and it was just so magical. And I, I created it so much faster. I was like, oh my God, this is great. Like <laughs> I should have tried it before, especially for fur. Like it just mixes so well. It's great. Yes. That's yeah. awesome. I am. I am. I'm like you. Like I hate that little white stuff. So I do a, a, a base layer. Wait. So okay. So you you don't do the base layer on the one you did faster. You did it just from. Like, on this one, still, I did. I did like first base layer, okay. but then like whatever. Still, like you know, the fur and all the details. And there's like even though there's a base layer, there still will be like different colors. So I just like I moved like this. But uh, the one I did for that one was on the gorilla. And yeah. it was black and white more, so I kind of like uh, there wasn't that much color, so that was easier to do for that kind of style of work. Awesome! So I recently saw you just did one of the, like your biggest mural. I watched your YouTube video about it actually, and you're so the biggest <laughs> one. How did you, you go about getting that big mural job? And like, how? Tell us about it. <gasps> oh my God, that was the, okay. To be honest, that was my first mural of that size and I yeah. I was honestly when I got there I'll be honest I I was like what am I doing do I even know what I'm doing and then I was like no you know what I got this and I just went for it and I just trusted myself and just like the universe that it will be okay yeah. and I honestly I just did the grid well as you've seen I did the grid that helped me to transfer the image onto yeah. the onto the truck and most of like in the beginning probably until i did the outline of the of the monkey on the truck i was very stressed yeah. i i won't lie to you it was very stressful but as soon as it as the outline was done it was such a relief and i got excited and the work kind of just like started happening it was magical that's amazing so your first big mural was the size of a semi truck that is so big yeah 53 feet 53 by 9 Oh, huge like huge. but it's it's you'll be asking about my favorite project and that was that one okay yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um let's see what is the one thing you don't paint without okay first of course my cat <laughs> oh, I know okay. you have a cat too oh my god <laughs> <laughs> we have to meet <laughs> so his name is Smokey and he is the cutest thing ever and I think my whole love to animals translates through him you know because I love him so much and I understand that there are so many other species and so many other animals that can that have just as much character just as much soul as he does 
And he, you know what he does sometimes in the morning? He knows that I should be by my easel. So he goes there, he sits by my easel, and he waits for me. <laughs> and he's so cute. And then once he even, like, rolled in my palette, and he just, like, rolled in it, and his whole fur was covered in acrylic. I was like, oh, my God. I was so worried. Obviously, I grab him, I run into the shower, and I start washing him. I thought he's going to scratch me. He's like, Nothing. He was such a good boy. He just sat there and he waited till I washed it off. It was so cute. Oh, <laughs> at least it was acrylic and not oil. I, Holy goodness. Absolutely. Oh my God. That would have been the worst. <laughs> That's so great. I, uh, I was just yeah. painting the other day actually and I had like some black oil paint on my brush and my uh -huh. cat came up to smell it and I just let her smell it. Not thinking she would actually touch it. She had a black dot on her nose. I was like, oh no. <laughs> it's so cute. But it's okay. You know, it's like it happens and it's washable but there's another thing that i cannot paint without and it's a wet cloth okay having a wet cloth for me is so essential because i used to you know if i make a mistake i would used to cover it up mm -hmm. and and oh, then yeah. i remember once my grandmother she was in my studio she flew in from israel and she was there and she was like what are you doing i'm like what do you mean what am i doing she's like just use what use a wet cloth I'm like, no way. She's like, yeah, look. She comes with a wet cloth. She just erases it. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> okay. great. <laughs> so, yeah. So now, like, even while, like, uh, the last week I was painting a mural and that was, like, the best thing ever. Like, uh, even, like, uh, working with outdoor acrylic, it still works. And it just saves so much time. So, yeah, my cat and the wet cloth. Awesome. These are the two things. <laughs> awesome. So did, did you inherit your artistic gift from your grandmother? So my grandmother used to paint and draw when she was younger. Um, yeah. Never. She's a chemist, so she never really pursued the, the art passion. Yeah. But she has very good eye for aesthetics. And as well, her daughter and my aunt, she <laughs> paints very well. And she did go to art school. Um, now she has three kids, so she doesn't paint. Um, um, but yeah, I guess we do have running in the family. Yeah, that's amazing. My yeah. mine's on my my dad's side and to my grandmother as well. So I was like, oh, oh wow, <laughs> so nice. <laughs> um, are there any art lessons you've learned the hard way? Oh my God, you know what? Actually, that was this last mural that I was painting and I'm actually creating a YouTube video about it uh, next yeah. week. So, um, you know, sometimes it's psychological. Sometimes it's our own doubt and questioning of self-worth. And I think no matter at what stage you are in your career, there's always some sort of questioning, right? Of like, am I good enough? Is what I'm doing is, is beautiful? And is this art piece is something that others will like? Like, I think... And so, um, while I was, so usually when I paint in the studio, it's, um, it's me, the art piece, and I put out there whatever, whatever I think is right. And while I was, sorry, I'm hearing myself again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. And so, and so basically, well, I'm sorry, I'm just going to hold this face. Yeah. And so, okay. okay so. So while I was painting, it was so surreal because people were passing. There was the door right next to the wall and they were like going in and out, in and out through the door. And then, you know, there's always this point at each painting that you are looking at the art piece and you're like, well, is this, is this what I want to create? And because it's halfway through, you 
you think that it's kind of going to look like this, but it's actually not. You just need to push through and you know that in the end it's going to be gorgeous. You just need to go through this like almost um, artist block, you know, throughout the painting because like there's always this questioning of like how to go further about it. So when I'm painting this large mural, people are passing by, they, they say things which are all compliments, all compliments. But because of self-doubt, sometimes I'm like, oh, like they said this in this intonation or maybe they actually meant that it's not good. And like there's this always this like little person like, you know, saying to myself like, oh, like they actually don't like it. Like maybe what if it's not good? And there's this like all anxiety that kind of starts to bubble up. And that was the first time I've experienced that because it wasn't public and there were so many, so many people that would see it as I'm working. And I was scared of them to think that that's how it's going to look, even though it was halfway done. And so all I wanted to say is that I've learned it the hard way by going through anxiety and questioning myself. And in the end, it turned out beautiful. And what I would say to my future self is just know yourself, know your talent and just go further. And if the, don't listen to anyone but yourself and i think that was that was my lesson of just like having more confidence and just moving on with whatever i'm doing yeah i don't know if it makes sense it was kind of like a mental game for me like while i was painting yeah yeah for sure it definitely does especially painting out in public and painting in your studio is completely different yeah so um, different yeah <laughs> yeah I'm at the point now, I'm finally at the point where, like, people will just pass by, and I don't even care if they're looking. I'm like, whatever. But at first, right. <laughs> when I wasn't that good, too, I was, I was painting in front of, like, a whole crowd, and I'm like, don't look at it. Like, And same with you. I used to think, like, w whenever people came by and they would say it looks great, I used to almost think that, like, they, um, like they, they were telling me it looked good, Um just to like try to make me feel better I like that that's what I told myself in my head I was like well it doesn't look very good but they're trying to tell me that it does so that I feel better because it doesn't look good and so that was the story I was telling myself in my own head um so I definitely definitely get it we'll just go on to um do you have a okay you want to tell us about your favorite past project that we kind of covered that but if you want to speak right. more Right, so my favorite past project was the big mural that I painted that we spoke before. And I think why I loved it so much is because it was something that I never done before and it was definitely outside of my comfort zone. And I love doing things outside of my comfort zone because I feel like that's the only way that I can grow as an artist. And right now I'm as well trying to get out of my well animalized life because I have like animalized style of painting and I kind of want to kind of like push it forward I want to change it a little bit and yeah so being outside of my comfort zone every project actually that makes me do that I love it awesome definitely agree for sure um <laughs> what are your future art plans or goals what are your upcoming projects Okay, so because I'm going to travel, so I decided to do an animalized mural tour. So as I'm traveling the world, I want to paint murals. Yes. And it's something that's new to me and outside of my comfort zone. And it's something that I want to pursue. And so, yeah, I plan on traveling and just, just seeing how, just bringing more color and beauty into different places around the world, especially in third world countries, you know, color is free, you know, like, I mean, like, I mean, not free, but like, you know what I mean? It's just like so much cheaper than like all this luxury or whatever. And it brings so much, so much happiness. And I really want to reconnect people with animals and bringing colorful animals into people's lives. I really hope it will 
really remind them about the actions that they have, that they do on their everyday life on, on animals. So yeah, that will be my goal for the next few months is to paint murals around the world. That's amazing. Can you even believe that you're saying that? Like, how cool no. is that? It <laughs> is really cool. You're so right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to follow along with your journey. That is so amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I paint um, some wings around like places and you'd be surprised, yeah. like just like sending an email, people just saying yes. I, it just like blows right. my mind. And so just so send out an email or you can just show up and be like, hi, this is me. Can I paint? And they'll be like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's so true. It's so important to get out there, you know, because like if we don't, like I used to, before I started my collection, I used to think that, you know, the world is happening to, to me. Well, no, I'm happening to the world, you know, because yeah. I feel like everything we do is in our hands and definitely getting out there and you're so right going asking people like is it okay do you want this or not it really brings you out there and allows you to progress in your career so yeah absolutely agree with you definitely amazing i love it i can't wait to follow along okay last question before the phone <laughs> yes. dies and we get it is there any advice that you would give to artists who want to make art their full-time career but just don't know where to start where's a good starting point honestly just <laughs> do it don't wait and I think like all this like procrastination of like, oh, you know what? I can't today, like I'm gonna do it tomorrow. Just put it aside do something for five minutes that's going to bring you closer to your goal. Or maybe it's not your goal. You know, some people don't want to be rock stars, but they don't, but they don't want to be playing in the bar somewhere, you know, on Friday night. They just want to be there in their arenas playing to millions of people, mm -hmm. but it doesn't happen. You know, like I feel it's so important not, not to think what, what the achievement will be, but to enjoy the process. And if you don't enjoy the process, maybe it's not your thing, but I, I'm pretty sure that most of the, of the people who are listening right now, they do enjoy it because otherwise they just wouldn't listen to a podcast like this, right? <laughs> right. So, so yeah, just like, just do it. Don't wait for it. Make it, make a goal and move towards it. Have a collection or have a project and go present it to the world. And ask people around, speak to people about what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't speak, no one knows. And as soon as you start talking about it, people usually want to help. And those who don't want to help, it means that your, bigs are, your dreams are too big for them. Yeah. And they're just, they just don't understand. And only, and, but trust me, even they don't support you in the beginning, they will fall in love with whatever you do after you show them the first instances of success. Yeah. So, yeah, just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I love it. I love it. Well, you are a be you. beautiful soul, and thank you so much. I love getting to get on here and talk and giggle with you. Like, I love that you're a giggly person like me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> It makes the world so much better, right? It does. It does. Awesome. Well, I cannot wait to follow along with your journey. Thank you so much for taking the time thank out of your you. day to come on here. And thank you so much will... for having me here. No problem. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> talk later. Bye, Dara. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. 
I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high profile companies such as Fast Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business. And now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'll see you next week.